So we have a bit of time for questions or your own description of your, your practice. How are you gardening? You know, what are you working with in gardening in yourself, intending your own heart, or intending the community and the world around you? I think Jesse, who's watching, can help spotlight people if you raise your hand, those of you who are able to. Let's do this. Ernest, if you want to unmute and ask your question. Yes, hello, Jack. Hi, Ernie, glad to see you. We've known each other for 30 years or more. Right, for 40, pretty 40. close. Yeah. Yeah, we were young, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. We were, we were young and foolish, and now you know how it is. We're, I know that- As, as Ryokan said, last year a foolish monk, this year no change. Yeah. <laughs> So my question is, I would like some encouragement and ways of uh, moving from awareness to this loving awareness. I mean, I know the phrase, and I've been doing the practice for a long time. So the awareness, I, yeah, more or less. But what's some ways of moving toward this quality of loving awareness? It's a word. I can sort of get it, but I don't think I really can really rock it. Do you, um, we've talked about this, but I'm trying to remember. Do you ever do meta practice? Does it work for you or does it feel artificial or how is that? It's felt pretty much artificial, pretty much road mechanical kind of thing. Okay, so close your eyes for a moment <clears throat> and sit here and tune into your body <coughs> just as you sit. And notice both the sensations, the quality of ease as you sit and also the places of tension or pain that you have as in everybody. And keeping your eyes closed, notice it all. Are there areas that are tense or tight or painful as well as places of relaxation? Not particularly. So your body's pretty much at ease? Pretty much, yeah. A little pressure at the bottom of my spine from the way I'm sitting, but that's... All right, so first of all, some gratitude to have the body at ease. It, and the way we have with human bodies, they're not always at ease. And now imagine that some person that you've met, the most loving person that you can think of, comes over and puts their arm around your shoulder or your, and says, I am with you, you know, and just kind of sidles up and, holds you in some really kind way as a brother or sister, a loving being. And imagine how that feels. There's a kind of a softness and a relaxation across my shoulders. I'm imagining Hamid coming, by the way. Lovely. So imagine here's Hamid putting his arm around you with this very big heart that he has saying, Ernie, you know, he's really loving. You can feel he loves you. Your shoulders relax, your body. 
Now feel this. Mm-hmm. What you're experiencing is loving awareness. You've got mm-hmm. it. How's it feel? There's a kind of a softness, a little bit of tears coming up. A relaxation pretty much along here, kind of a, oh, sort of quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could do the same for emotions or things that come up with you. You can hold them in that same way or imagine him being with you. And then you can extend it in ways to, to others. So it's a beautiful question. And um, it was fun to go on the ride with you and kind of enjoy it. So thank you. Welcome. Just as an aside, I don't know if you remember back in the early 90s, you were teaching groups of senior students at Spirit Rock. There two groups of about 25 each. I don't know if you recall. Yes. Oh, half a dozen of us are still meeting twice a month. Oh, fantastic. I do remember that we did that. That's beautiful. Mm, Yeah, I'm inspired. And the beautiful thing, the other thing is that we start to teach one another. We actually help each other. You know, as Thich Nhat Hanh said, the next Buddha is going to be the Sangha. Is actually going to be us all kind of holding hands and connecting hearts. So thank you. Lovely. Let's take another. Tim, if you want to unmute and ask your question. Oh, hello. Hi, Jack. Hi. Keep talking and the spotlight will stay on you. Okay, great. Um, so I was um, really like called upon to ask a question before the talk. And um, I don't really have a specific question. I guess I just wanted to share that um, I've found lately with my, with my meditation practice, um, like a, a desire and, and longing and craving for experience, for for deeper concentration, for peacefulness. And um, yeah, the thing that I found is just um, like what really matters right now is just to love and to to be at ease and to be um, accepting um, and to just allow, like to allow the good, the bad, um, and it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's just another, it's like a whole other way. Um, it's a whole other feeling and it's just a really, it's just a lot more beautiful. Mm. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah. And you describe something so important and wise. There are meditative states and experiences and they can be beautiful. You can have bliss or dissolve into light or have, you know, your mind become so still. And they're beautiful things and they're worth experiencing and having them. And they're not really the goal because they don't last. Everything changes. And if you get caught, oh, I want the samadhi, I want concentration, I want bliss, you know, then you struggle. They're useful to know. They kind of open you and you realize, oh, this heart and mind can be peaceful. But then what you said 
on top of that with so much wisdom is that in fact, there is a different way or a different dimension that you described of being the, I'll call it the loving witness, the loving awareness and loving things as they are um, that gives you a freedom wherever you are. So mostly I'm just repeating back what you said as a kind of gratitude and acknowledgement because um, uh, it's beautiful and it's beautiful for everybody to listen to and hear. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for your teachings. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Lisa, if you want to unmute and ask a question. Right. Hello. Hi, good to see you, Jack. Can you guys hear me? Hi. So as I uh, build up my own little sangha and start teaching, um, I'm going to start my fourth cohort on um, on Zoom, I took your Antara's teacher training, which was absolutely amazing. The one thing that's interesting is like, because of all the research that has come out of it, you know, there is like this trap of us getting into meditation because of this great self-improvement project. Right. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because at the same time, I want to make it appealing for people. I want to bring as many people in as I can reach. But I want to make, make it clear to people that that's not really necessarily the goal, that there is no such a thing as a goal. As you said, it's not, becoming, it's not about becoming a good meditator. So just wanted to see if you have any uh anything to say about that about the you know the mishaps of all this research i mean it's it's interesting because it's like as far as uh publicity goes it's a good way to bring people in but then you know i don't want to be misleading them <laughs> well the beautiful thing is that they're both true it's not that they're actually opposite and again, it's like that, that plowing sutra where I start with the Buddha's already content and absolutely joyful and at peace and free. And he says, and I did my plowing to do it. Um, but where it led me was to this freedom. So in some way, these are different dimensions of practice. And very often in the beginning, people will come because they're suffering or because they need to release their stress or they they need to somehow find a way to steady themselves in the midst of the upheaval or work with their fear. And those are beautiful and legitimate ways to practice. There's a certain way in which the Four Noble Truths of there is suffering and it has its causes. And then there's an end to that. That's not the end of the story. The story goes on to say you can have more peace. So it's a beautiful thing to say. And you don't have to say it. it's the only thing you can say this is the beginning or this is where you start. But in fact, the goal of practice really is to learn how to love or to learn how to be at peace wherever you are, even with all the ups and downs. And we'll get to that too. And in some way you get to offer them, you open the, ba the banquet gets even bigger because all that's a part of it. Um, and those are valuable things for people. Um, so they're worth 
worth honoring. Um, and what makes you a good teacher is that you know that beyond any particular change or improvement idea they have, that actually it's possible to invite them to a kind of freedom and well-being. Um, how's that sound to you? That sounds good. <laughs> sounds are you good. enjoying? Are you enjoying the teaching? I'm loving. I'm loving teaching. Um, I think the the thing that I get snagged is like when I'm trying to get a group together. You know, the like where can I find the people or maybe I feel rejected because I reach out to people and they don't want to do it. And I, you know, I don't want to like put that on them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes people are not ready. Um, and sometimes it's really not what they want to be doing with their time, but. Yeah, and sometimes. It will, you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes it will be a very small group. You know, when Suzuki Roshi first came to San Francisco, he sat with two people. And then this whole beautiful community grew. And he talked about it. He said, if, if I sit myself, if two people come, that's fine. If 10 people come, it's fine. Um, I mean, we have ways in which we judge ourselves. And I think about Ramdas again, because I've been talking about him many, many years ago when he said, you know, I used to go in and there'd be a Ramdas lecture. And the first thing I would do would be to count the house to see how many people came to see Ramdas, right? Am I, am I worthy or something? So that's part of being human. And what you do, you just smile and say, yeah, but actually you don't know that one person, if you have a group and there's one or two people that could, you could change their life and they could change the world. You have no idea. So um, I think what you're doing is really beautiful and it'll grow. It's like gardening. You just keep, you know, watering the good seeds yeah, and, then, and things will grow. Yeah. Thank you. Up. What a pleasure. So much, Jack. Toby, you can unmute and ask your question. You're unmuted. You can ask your question. Thank you. Hi, Jack. Hi, Toby. And thank you for all the wonderful teachings that I've been following you for 35 years. So this is what I've been doing. I, one of the things about getting older is you get less afraid to do what you think you should do. I have in my heart, my feeling is everybody is worthy, but most people really don't see their own beauty. And so what my practice has been about in large part is to try to have the courage to express to them what I see. Mm. And I have worked with people both professionally and in volunteers and in, in everyday life of people who are right, really quite extraordinary in their way, who have no idea. And in telling them, it's been, first of all, interesting to me to see the response, sometimes tears of nobody's ever said that, to just seeing that they feel seen and, and known and that they don't have to be perfect to be that good. And what I, what 
brings me some grief is the fact when I see some of the violence that takes place, I really believe that some of those people who commit it have no idea that they are worthy. Yeah. And that it comes from that. And I, it's difficult for me sometimes just to calm down and say, it's okay. You know, you can't, you can't get to everybody. But the other thing is that when you do that, something comes back to you, whether you ask for it or not, of, you know, it's almost like a heart song that begins to sing you both in tune with each other. And I just think that what I would like my practice to continue doing is to keep seeing, to keep looking, to look beyond whatever the norm is. It's like when you love somebody and somebody asks you if they're beautiful, your automatic reaction is, oh, yes. You don't even know what they look like anymore. You see them beyond that. And so I, a lot of what you have taught me over the years is the joy of this, the humor of it and the joy. And I feel that I would like to continue that. And even if some people would think it's somewhat Pollyanna-ish, it doesn't matter. Because I, I want to just confirm what you said. Sometimes you can say it to one person and make such a significant difference that it's worth all the risks that you took to put yourself out there. So thank you again, because you've changed my life. Well, I just want to take a breath and listen. Listening to what you say really touches me. It's very, it's, it's beautiful. You know, I can feel how you do that with people and, and, and how it shines back and forth that they shine back to you from it. And, then I start to think, gosh, I wish you, there's some people I'd like you to talk to in this world <laughs> before they do more harm, you know, <laughs> so that just what you're saying, so that that beauty that you see in them could, as you do, could actually be known to them too. Um, what a marvelous thing to do, you know, like that last question, the idea is not to perfect yourself, it's really to perfect your love. And um I think this is kind of a place where, where we'll stop tonight because I can't say anything beyond this. Um, it feels like this is a beautiful place for us all to rest in, to see this, you know, to hear you speak of seeing the secret beauty in, in those around you and then giving the gift of speaking to them um, and letting them know that. And maybe that's what we can do for one another more than anything to create true community, to create a, uh, a community of love on this earth. And then we start to act in different ways and tend the planet and tend one another. So I thank you for that to be so, so much for everyone who spoke, um, for all of those of you who attended um, just to begin the spring to take a pause and to look around and then to sense what is our best intention, our deepest intention? What are the seeds that we are planting and watering? What do we want to water and to make things beautiful, joyful? So thank you all for coming. Thanks for those who spoke. Take good care of yourself and enjoy the spring amidst it all.
Good night. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.